The Lord be with you. Read it from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While the crowd was pressing in on Jesus and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. He saw two boats there alongside the lake. The fishermen had disembarked and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, he asked him to put out a short distance from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. After he'd finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Simon said and replied, Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing. But at your command, I will lower the nets. When they'd done this, they caught a great number of fish, and the nets were tearing. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come to help them. They came and filled both boats so that the boats were in danger of sinking. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For astonishment at the catch of fish they had made seized him, and all those with him. And likewise, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partakers of Simon, Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. When they brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. In our meditation on sacred scripture, we can follow a very simple method. First, to try to memorize in as much as we can what is that biblical passage. Maybe not verbatim, but have the basic idea engraved in our memory bank. If you come to daily Mass, I think most of you could probably tell someone who asks you at McDonald's afterward, what was the gospel? You'd probably be able to get 70% of it. Maybe more. Then the next would be, well, what is, what is the interpretation? Because it's not sufficient simply to have the Word of God in our minds, but rather, what does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean to me right now? The Word of God is active, like a two-edged sword that separates bone from marrow, as St. Paul says. But that's not sufficient simply to interpret it, but then we also have to put it into practice. So 
So we've got, as Pope Francis said, we have to go for, from our mind to our hearts to our feet. <laughs> like Mary in the visitation. Right? So, one of the, I think, most obvious interpretations of this would be Jesus called Peter, James, John, and Andrew today in the Gospel, to leave their boats, their nets, their fishing industry, which was somewhat successful, to cast into the deep and to go in the work of fishing for men. Fishing for men put down in brass tacks the work of the apostolate. So let's ask ourselves, 2,000 years later, which we have about 7 billion people in the world, more or less, how can I be a fisher of men right now? And many of you have done the, the, the spiritual exercises, and some of you more than once. Of course, if you read this, what is the Ignatian contemplation that surfaces? No-brainer. It's, it's the, the call of the temporal king that leads us to the call of the eternal king. Every time I read this passage, right away I'm thinking about that Ignatian meditation. We call the temporal king related to the call of the eternal king. How can you, how can you, right now, exercise a fruitful, dynamic, successful apostolate? Maybe spend, maybe spend a couple of hours today praying over that. I said, a couple of hours. Well, spend a long time. How can you, how can you right now, right now, exercise a fruitful apostolate? All of you can do something. So can I. For myself as a priest, I'm constantly battling with this with this idea. Where where are the where are the fish? Where are they? Where, where are the fish? What type of nets should I use? Where should I drop the nets? In what lake? At what time? Especially many of you are, are daily communicants. The obligation is much more serious upon you because you're receiving the bread of life. So God is going to ask much more of you than uh, Joe Smith walking down the sidewalk smoking a pipe. Okay? He's going to be asking much more of us because he receives much, has to give much. Some of us might complain, well, these are very difficult times. Well, true. You know, I, I sometimes I like to quote literature 
And I like to quote the greatest novelist in the 19th century, one of his classics. His name is Charles Dickens. And Charles Dickens said this, the worst of times can be the best of times. You hear that? The worst of times can be the best of times. If you like a song from the Beatles, you know, it's getting better all the time. I mean, we can, we can be, we can be perpetual pessimists, or we can be perpetual optimists. If we're, we are imbued and permeated with the virtue of hope, we should always believe that these are tough times, but God's grace is even more operative. Even though we know that California is a very liberal state, and we all know that. However, we're living, you're living in the biggest diocese in the United States of America. This is the biggest diocese in the United States of America. I honestly believe that all of you can be very, very successful, successful fishers of men. Very successful fishers of men. If you want to be. If you want to be. If you really want to be successful fishermen, this is the place to be. So I honestly ask you to pray seriously over this because I really believe many souls, many souls are at stake depending upon you right now. Many, many souls are at stake depending upon you people. And upon me too. Many souls are at stake. So I'd like to make three suggestions with your permission. Okay, none of us are going to be good fishers of men. We do not have a deep relationship with Jesus Christ. Look, the apostles were in the dark. They were fishing all night. They didn't even catch a tadpole. Okay, you know what a tadpole is? You speak Spanish in pescadito. They didn't even catch a dead catfish, no? They didn't catch anything, no? Nothing. They just caught, you know what they caught? A lot of weeds. Okay? You're not, you can't fry weeds and sell them at the, the fish market, huh? They didn't catch anything. They just got a wind burn, okay? You ever get a wind burn? I've gotten wind burns. Huh? That's the only thing they caught. They caught the breeze. But you can't sell that for money, can you? Why? Because Jesus was not in the boat. Once Jesus was in the boat and they obeyed him, they caught so many fish. Will you listen to the gospel? That both of the boats were about to sink. Not just one boat, but both of the boats were about to sink. <laughs> that was probably the biggest catch of fish in their lives in the history of Lake Galilee. They just obeyed Jesus. 
So if you do not, if you do not have a deep relationship with Jesus Christ, you're going to be like the apostles. You're just going to be catching the night breeze. And that's all you're going to catch. And you're going to arrive at shore in desolation because you haven't caught anything. But if you have a deeper and deeper relationship with Christ, you're coming to daily Mass. You're saying your rosary or rosaries. You're faithful to your daily holy hour. You're practicing some type of penance, of mortification. And also, this is very important, is permanent formation. I dedicate half of my apostolate in the confessional, the other half is preaching. It's almost (laughs) 50-50. Is the importance of permanent formation is that you're learning your faith. You're going deeper in the knowledge of your faith. So with that, you have a foundation on which to build. And then you can become fishers of men. Then you have to step back. Step back and see who are the people that God is placing in your path. I've been thinking about it over the past couple of weeks. We're going to be starting the catechetical year within about a week. And I personally have discerned and chosen to be teaching this year, as I've been doing the past 50 years of my life, to teaching the big fish. Okay? Las ballenas, they say in Spanish. The big fish, no? And I'm going to be teaching the adults. I honestly believe that I, 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 I think I'm the best confirmation teacher of the teenagers. I think I'm the best at that. I've had more experience than anyone else, 50 years of teaching. And I like the young people and they like me. And I think I'm able to really teach them well. But it's more important that they teach their parents. <laughs> right? I got to teach the parents. Because the parents are the principal teachers of the kids. So I'm preparing myself to be teaching hundreds of parents this year. Confirmation, First Communion in English. My Spanish is perfect, so I'm able to teach in Spanish. So I already see, for me, I've got hundreds and hundreds of parents that are going to be coming to the classes. This is my interpretation of the Gospel today. There's a lot, a lot of souls to be saved. And parents that want to pray for me, support me. The harvest is rich. There's a lot of fish out there, and I'm ready. I'm getting ready to, to drop the nets. <laughs> and I don't want a couple of windows. I want, I want the gospel today. A lot, a lot of fish to get into those nets, to put in the boat, and to drag the shore for eternal salvation. Maybe I have more apostolic extension than you people because I'm a priest and I'm I'm a teacher too. But you can do something. And I'm going to challenge you. Okay, starting today, every month you're going to bring someone back to the church. Amen? This, for me, this is depressing. 
this is depressing. They say Italian, Italian, quattro gatti. We got four cats in the church this morning. Okay? Quattro gatti, no? This church should be full. This is the biggest diocese in the country. There's too much empty space here. That's not good. That depresses me. That casts me into desolation. Bring some. Bring someone. I'm working very hard at the 6 o'clock Mass in Spanish. Friday we had 300 people, three times as much as this Mass. It's up to you to fill these benches. Fill these benches. No, they're empty, no? They're not, they're not supposed to be empty, they're called to be filled with people. So accept the challenge of the Gospel today. And I finished my course in St. James. I'll be starting a course on Jonah next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I invite all of you to come to it. No? The last verse in St. James that I commented last week was St. James says, whoever brings someone back to the Lord saves his soul and expiates a multitude of sins. So hopefully I've come to comfort the afflicted, but to afflict the comfortable. And we can be pretty comfortable here at the 8 o'clock Mass, right? Can it be comfortable, no? I've come to comfort the afflicted, but to afflict the comfortable. Let's accept the challenge to drop those nets, even in the cold water, and haul in a huge number of fish. May the Lord bless us with His grace. Amen.